The following takes place between 10 p.m. and 11 p.m. on the day before the 2014 Super Bowl. Of course, this won't even be airing until uh, after the Super Bowl anyways. It's going to be airing on the 3rd. Welcome to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, SOTOcast. The first, the best, and the only 24 podcasts that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I'll be your widow or CTU agent this evening. With me, as always, is The Analyst. The Analyst, huh? Yeah. Chloe? Or should I say Andy? Anyways, uh, to give you an idea of what Smaller on the Outside is, if you're a new listener, Smaller on the Outside is a TV podcast that we record podcasts of different shows per podcast season. Yeah, we only do Doctor Who, but, you know... Our first season uh, was on Doctor Who, which is why our podcast is even called Smaller on the Outside to begin with. The second season dealt with just this uh, previous season of Sherlock. And this season will be dealing with the hit show 24 leading up all the way to our fourth season of Smaller on the Outside, which will be on uh, 24 Live Another Day, which is coming out early May of 2014. Since you last left us, we have a more concrete schedule of when the show's coming out. Um, we're going to be watching these episodes as smoothly as we can all the way to to the uh, new season, but we will release our podcast episodes on a regular basis. First of all, let's talk some announcements. Some announcements for the week. Alright, so 24 Live Another Day has been announced, its premiere date has been announced as the 5th of May, and it's going to have a two hour uh, premiere at 8 o'clock, and then the following week it will turn to 9 p.m., and then every week after that it'll be an hour at, at 9 p.m. on Fox, of course. Cinco de Mayo. Yes. What that means for Smaller on the Outside is that one of our Season 3 episodes is have, uh, has to be moved up a week because our original plan uh, would have had our last episode airing on May 12th, which is a week after the premiere of Live Another Day, and we can't have that. So we're going to have to move one up a week, and by doing that, our last episode of the third season will be premiering the day of, or actually the morning of, the premiere day of Live Another Day. Morning. Super Bowl 2014 isn't super relevant uh, for us on our podcast, but uh, it has also been announced that the first preview for 24 Live Another Day will be airing during the Super Bowl. Which we're not going to watch because it's probably going to be super spoilery. Yeah, if you're, uh, I don't know about super, they haven't really filmed much, have they? probably halfway done with filming. I don't know, but since, yeah, if you're like us, you might want to plug your ears and look away, uh, even though it's probably going to be really, really tempting to watch every second after so many years of 24 being off the air. Season trailers tend to be fairly spoilery. The episode trailers are not quite as much spoilery. You know what? Could be. Even those have been, especially with 24, they've, they've given some spoilers in those episode previews. It could be just the, the the clock and then Kiefer saying like one line and that was it. That could be that. 
I doubt it. With Super Bowl trailers, they tend to be longer than Super Bowl commercials tend to be longer than regular commercials. Yeah. So, and also another bit of news is that a prequel, uh, not series, but a comic book prequel has been announced that's going to be released in April. That's supposed to supposedly link the the uh, what happens between season eight and Live Another Day. Which I don't. I would that be spoilery? I don't know. It can't. Those can be because they could set up what the season's gonna be about, and I don't know anything about that. So mm-hmm. if I read that comic, it'll kind of give away what the season's gonna be about, mm-hmm. partly at least. Sort of like uh, Twenty Four Redemption doesn't tell you much about season seven, but it does kind of set up some things. Yeah. So let's talk about what Twenty Four is in general first. Twenty Four is a show that the entire season takes place in one day, one 24-hour day, and each episode is an hour of that specific day. So every minute of the show takes place in real time. Yeah, it's... uh, Which is much different from most shows, which are edited down, showing you a long period of time edited into it. Yeah, the whole premise of the show is what makes it so special and so unique, something that you've never seen before, and why... People are still talking about it. It's why they're bringing it back to TV. It's it's just it's something that you can't make. Uh, be like, oh, this is a mock-up. This is a, that these people are ripping off Twenty Four. I don't I don't think I've seen anything that rips off Twenty Four be, without being obvious to ripping it off because Twenty Four is very unique. Well, part of the reason they're bringing it back is because Touch failed. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland's last show, Touch. Yeah, well, I liked it. I liked it. It was a good show. I liked it. It was a on lot. Friday. I liked the first season better than the second season, but um, for the format at least, the stories of the second season were pretty good actually. But um, the problem was not very many people watched the show, so they had to cancel it. But but they like Kiefer, so they brought him back with 24 since he just loved 24. Well, what's also impressive about 24 is the fact that every single season, which is there's eight seasons currently, uh, each season got 24 episodes, and normally any show out there, your average number of episodes is 22, and having 24 every single time is actually pretty impressive all on its own. Uh, but other than that, it's got Kiefer Sutherland in in the main role, and it's like a as Jack Bauer. And if anybody's actually ever seen the show, you know that Kiefer Sutherland was like born to play this guy. Yeah. And Jack Bauer is an agent for CTU, which is the counter terrorist unit. Um, which doesn't exist. Wait, well, not really. Not really. I mean, we have there isn't a special NSA unit. and we have blah, blah, blah. You there know? isn't a special unit. There's no specific unit that we know of. But specifically, uh, the 24 did throughout the first season. Most people hadn't even heard of CTU. Right. Uh, throughout the rest of the series, people start to know what it is. But the first season, people didn't know what the heck CTU was. And that's because it's supposed to be this underground secret base that takes care of terrorists. underground is the right word. I think it was public knowledge, but it was something that they didn't really advertise because 
it's something that didn't really make the news very often, so nobody really knew about it. But it was public knowledge. Like, you could probably look up in the phone book and find counter-terrorists you did. I don't think it was secret. But uh, 24, other than... The, the, the two things, or th I guess three things, that really make 24 what 24 is, is, first of all, uh, Jack Bauer. Second of all, it's the time format, real-time, 24-hour... Uh, uh, thing and I think the terrorism. real I think the real time aspect is more important than the twenty four hour aspect. It's probably the most important aspect of the show yeah. is, is the real time uh, because you know there's they've even had books come out called Twenty Four Declassified. I've read most of them uh, that do the same thing. They take place in real time. They have the clocks. They have the the split screen moments. They have all the you know everything that you can expect. It's not you know it's not the show. It it, it kind of skips lots of you know minutes here and there, and it's obvious. But it still follows the same structure. It's still twenty four. Still got Jack Bauer and the idea is is you're you're not missing anything. Um, like with normal shows where it cuts from you know two days later, you don't know what happened in those two days. With 24, you know exactly what happened in every minute of the day, pretty much, except for the commercials. And if you pay attention closely, nothing happens in the commercials. Uh, you know, somebody might start hugging somebody in the beginning of one commercial. Comes back, they're still hugging them. Uh, <laughs> Their tagline was, you know, a lot can happen in, in a day. Yeah. And, well, I don't know, because there's a lot of people that are in every single season that the show focuses on. And uh, if it just focused on Jack throughout the whole time, it, there'd be cool moments here and there. And then there'd be other moments where he's going to the bathroom and driving around in a car for hours. Eating his lunch. Eating his lunch. Uh, and all, all this fun stuff uh, that would just be boring. So it cuts to, you know, this person or that person. It cuts to the, the good people at CTU, the analysts and uh, the evil people, the moles and all that. It, and then the terrorists, yeah. Uh, it cuts but between it's, all it's, these people, and but, then it keeps feeling really fast-paced, and and you never have a dull moment. But because of the real-time aspect, if somebody says, I'll be there in ten minutes, you know they can't be there until at least ten minutes later, or around then. So, um, it, they're constrained, like, they, they have to be driving that whole time, or, or whatever, they, you can't just cut straight to they're there. So you have to fill in that time and they do a great job of doing that but it gives a great um, restriction with that I think that makes a lot of creativity in the show so that's uh, that's basically what 24 is in general it's one of the most popular shows and every single time I watch it I am reminded why this is one of my favorite shows of all time it's one of the most impressive shows I've seen especially for just network TV uh, and uh, we'll go ahead and talk about the first season of 24, or as uh, I would like to call it, Day One. We have reason to believe that by the end of the day, an attempt will be made on David Palmer's life. An international crisis is about to explode. First African-American with a real shot at the White House. And counterterrorism expert Jack Bauer will have just 24 hours to stop it. If Palmer gets hit, he'll tear this country apart. 
Now, every second is crucial. There may be an element inside the agency involved with a hit on Palmer. Every minute counts. You're gonna blackmail a district director? He's got information that I need. And every hour... Don't trust anybody. ...the danger grows. Not even your own people. This fall... Find a shooter, Jack. Fox presents Kiefer Sutherland in a groundbreaking new series. An entire season of television... Who's the source? ...devoted to one... You have no idea what you're getting yourself into here. Unforgettable... You've got five seconds. ...day... 24. The clock starts ticking this fall on Fox. Actually, most people do like to call it day one. It's officially called day it's one. Got, well, it doesn't say that on the DVD. It says season one. If you go to an episode <laughs> guide, like, if it's airing reruns, it'll say day one, 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock. It'll say that. All right, well, season one uh, began at midnight. It began and ended at midnight, obviously, 24 hours. Um... And this aired, so I think it was 2001. Yeah, 2001. And uh, this series, uh, season, dealt with Jack, an assassination attempt, and some kidnapping. Uh, <laughs> this is the most... Um, personal. It's, personal yeah. season and the most character development season. Right. So to get you, give you some uh, quick idea here, Jack has a wife and a daughter. His wife's name's Terry, his daughter's name's Kim. And right as the show begins, Kim runs away from her house, but she ends up getting kidnapped. And uh, First episode. First episode. Well, she finds At out she's kidnapped. At the end kid- of the first episode. No, no, no. She finds out she's kidnapped by the end of the second. I remember specifically. It takes a while for, for Terry to get kidnapped, but she... Uh, the whole time she's actually kidnapped, she just doesn't know it. Um, the end of the first episode is when they're driving in the van, and you and T- Terry's like, "Where the heck is Kim?" And she's in the car with with this guy, and he's a bad guy. But they drive right by. That's the end of the first episode. She Kim's just worried. Yeah, they do pass Terry, but she doesn't know she's kidnapped yet. She knows she's kidnapped by the end of the second episode. Anyways, it takes a while for Terry to get kidnapped um, because she doesn't even know she's being kidnapped. She's she's looking for Kim, who's missing, and... Well, she's kidnapped. She just don't know it yet. Right. That's why I said. Um, eventually, she, she, she figures out that the guy who's trying to help her find Kim is actually a bad guy, and she is, is also eventually kidnapped. And the reason why they are kidnapped is because these guys... These terrorists um, want to control Jack Bauer into killing uh, presidential candidate David Palmer, who would eventually be the first black president. And uh, might I say that uh, Dennis Haysbert um, is awesome as (laughs) David Palmer. Yeah. Um, That's all states saying. But he's also probably... Man, if he was actually a presidential candidate, he'd be the best president ever. That was the idea. It was the idea. He's like the most honest guy. But that's not why they're trying to kill him, nor is it because he's black. No. It actually goes a lot deeper than that, and you find that out in the second act. But but we're still in the first act here because Jack has to battle between um, saving his family and saving... Uh, Palmer, really. Uh, 
They try to get him to kill Palmer, and he messes up their plans. Yep. On purpose, he um, he messes up their plans. Uh, Palmer is safe, and so is his family for the time being. But he didn't have a lot of time, and he had to figure out how to get to uh, this location where Terry and Kim were being held, which was... Uh, Jack comes down... And uh, and saves Terry and Kim. <laughs> yep. Uh, he he does that by he finds this file that leads him to this guy, and this guy leads him to. It's always this uh, the system of uh, um, finding clues and and going along with that clue to figure out something else. But eventually, um, the clues lead him to the guy that that kidnapped Terry. And yeah. that, that guy leads him back to the camp. And then at the camp, he uh, he's pretty much ambushed by everybody, but the only way he is able to get out is by one of the captors, Rick, uh, who kind of helps them escape because he didn't know how uh, bad this has gotten and Rick's overall. apparently in every TV show ever. And, yeah, the guy who plays Rick is apparently in every single TV show ever made. Um, we say that because we're also re-watching Veronica Mars at the moment. And he showed up in Veronica Mars, and then we're also watching The Crazy Ones on TV, and he just showed up in the latest episode of The Crazy One. We literally saw Rick three times. In the same day. In the same day. Three different shows. Yep. <laughs> um, he gets around. He does. And he's never a main character. <laughs> um, but the, the point of the first act... The point of the first act, it was about uh, what it says on their wiki page is uh, a mercenary group tries to force Jack Bauer to kill Senator Palmer by kidnapping his wife and daughter. Jack works to rescue his family and keeps Senator Palmer out of harm's way. And, and the bad guy in this was uh, Gaines, pretty much, and Kevin Carroll. Um, the series was only originally going to be 13 episodes. Yeah, that's why the the first act even existed, because they wanted a safe shows, way out. I know shows are normally worked that way, but this is called 24, I assume. Right. They, they wanted 24 episodes, but they were only first uh, commissioned 13 episodes, and they had a way out if they were never picked up. And that was at the end of the first act when he saves... Terry and Kim, and then it goes into the second and final act of uh, of the show, which was basically Jack finds out why the the big why why was his family kidnapped? What um, other than to kill Palmer? There has to be another reason. There's something deeper. It's it's definitely personal. We found that out in the first act. Why is it so personal? Uh, it's because way back I think it was two years before this season, um, David Palmer okayed a Project Nightfall uh, which resulted in the death of Victor Drazen's wife and daughter which you know reflects off of uh, Jack's wife and daughter which is why they wanted to kill them so much and it's also why they wanted to kill Palmer because he, he okayed the a mission and Jack uh, carried out the mission and that's why they were the ones that are primarily being targeted though I'm I'm not entirely sure why Palmer's wife and daughter wasn't targeted. Because Jack's the one that killed. Well, yeah, but uh, Palmer said okay to it all. 
Right, which is why they wanted to kill him. But it was ultimately Jack that carried it out. But in the second act, Palmer's still alive, and basically they kidnap Kim like two more times. Actually, they only kidnap her one more time. She gets kidnapped uh, randomly in the middle somewhere as she well. She sort of gets kidnapped because... Cause she's an idiot. She's held hostage, more like, at the house that she goes back to Rick's house and stuff. Yeah, she's held hostage. And um, she's kind of stuck at the police station. She's held hostage three times total in this season. Yeah. Um, the second time... Uh, was because she was scared she didn't know what to do so she went to Rick's house which was the stupidest thing in the world he kidnapped her for the first place and uh, when she's there she runs into Dan's brother Dan was somebody who died earlier on the season and when he finds that out he kind of holds her hostage while he tries to kill a bunch of cops <laughs> pretty much um, and then she gets out of that she goes back to CTU and then she's taken hostage again by Victor Drazen himself. Because Victor Drazen was apparently supposed to be uh, dead two years ago, but the big secret is he never died. It was just his wife and daughter. And that's why he wants, you know, Jack's wife and daughter dead. So they take Kim again, and they take her to their secret hideout, uh, which is some kind of pier. And... Uh, Basically, Jack has to uh, get her back by uh, first killing Palmer again, which he again faked for the second time. Um, and then he went after... Well, this time he made it look like Palmer was dead. Yeah, he did by uh, because they sent Palmer a phone that would explode. Yeah. And Jack threw it out the window. Um, actually, at the wall. <laughs> he threw it at Sherry. No, um... <laughs> Even though he made it look like Palmer was dead, apparently, somehow, he, the news got to, to CTU. I think Jack t told somebody at CTU, or, or higher up at CTU, because um, he knew as soon as everything went down that there was, a, there was a mole in CTU. He knew there was a mole at CTU because somebody called the Drazens and told them. And then the Drazens told Jack when he arrived at their pier that they know he's alive. And as soon as they told him that, he knew there was a mole. And before, you know, he told Nina. And then somebody told George Mason, I was on the security team of uh, Palmer. Uh, so they had the clearance to know. And then he told Tony um, and Nina, who already knew. And, uh, who else? There was three of them. No, Jack didn't tell Nina first. Yeah, he did. He called her immediately. No, no, no. No, yeah. no, he did not. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Yeah, he told... he did. No, he didn't. He... Nina knew that he was alive. And then, when Mason found out that Palmer was still alive, Nina was like, holy crap, I gotta go call the bad guys. By the way, Nina's bad. Um, now, the... We find out Nina's bad by because it hints at us again that there's a mole. They've been saying this in the beginning, the first act of the show, there was a supposedly supposed to be this mole that's working for the bad guys, and we find out it's Jamie, and then she kills herself. Well, not really. I mean, yes, but in the second episode, 
we find out that the mole is probably Nina, or at least that's what it seems like. And then she had an alibi. She was yeah. with Jack at the time that she was supposedly supposed to be the bad guy. Um, and then he believed her, and then that was the end of that. And actually, during the writing, they thought that was the end of that, too. They didn't figure out she... They didn't start writing uh, she was the bad guy until over half the show was over. Um, but they just re, re went back to it. Because in the end, uh, the last... The second to last episode of 24, season 1, uh, you find out that Drazen's were working for this girl named Yelena, uh, who uh, turns out to be... They weren't working for it. No, they're working with, with, yeah. She wasn't working for them either. They're just working together for some reason. Uh, and Yelena was Nina Myers, and this whole, and that was one of the big, oh my gosh, moments of season one, and such a big, oh my gosh, moment that every time you watch the first season over again, you can't go an episode without yelling, you know, Nina's bad. At literally every single thing she says, even though she's doing things literally for for a good reason, <laughs> because you you hate her, you love to hate her because she's such a good character. Um, so when the final episode uh, aired, um, that's when everything went down, and I, TV Guide ranked this last episode of season one at at one point uh, the somewhere in the top 10 best episodes of all time of any show. Yeah. Because um, basically what happens is Nina tells Jack that Kim's dead. At, at order from uh, the Drazens. Even though it's not true. Just so he would be ticked off enough to go in there aimlessly. Which he does, but he survives and he kills off the Drazens one by one and with passion. <laughs> um, and he returns to see. Well, he's going back to see two, and he finds out that Nina was in fact lying. Kim is alive, so he goes over there and he crashes into her car and he makes sure she she goes to prison, but not right before he kills her. Because um, in CTU, she actually uh, she had a run-in with Terry, and Terry found out that she was bad. And she killed Terry! Terry was pregnant! She killed Terry! Yep. And literally, that's the end of the uh, first season. It went on the first uh, silent clock of the series. And then, uh, man. Season one, man. Uh, people, I read that people were having a lot of fits about this, about about killing off Terry, like, everybody hated it, uh, people were like, that was, they had a, you know, they, it, it aired for like six months or something like that, and that's a long time waiting for ultimately an outcome that's not pleasurable or one that we wanted, because the whole idea was him saving his wife and daughter, right? And then at the very end, they kill her, yeah. his wife, and unborn child. <laughs> Uh, but like I said, I think it's one of the smartest moves network TV has ever done because it was bold, it was not cliche, it was their own, uh, and it's bad promotion is good promotion. People return to the show anyways, even it's though they said they hate it. It builds character. And at the same time, you hate it because 
like I said, Nina is a very lovable CTU character. She's awesome on the show. Um, and every time you see her now, you're like, that's Nina. She sucks, you know, uh, played by Sarah Clark. She's uh, actually in the Tomorrow People right now. Every time we watch the Tomorrow People, we're like, she's bad. She's evil. <laughs> Everything that she's in, she's evil. She has to be. Beyond the main plots, we also have some subplots, which were apparently just as important in the show. And the first one is obviously the mole. Uh, that was a major plot at one point, but it kind of dissipated throughout most of the season. But it was also very important because it shows up at the end and is actually really important for later seasons because there apparently is always a mole somewhere in the world. It's apparently, not is, every is, is there's a mole in CTU? There's a mole in the White House. There's a mole. There's always a mole somewhere. That's not a mole though because it's it has to be a mole in the it has to be a CTU or the FBI or wherever Jack is working because otherwise it's just somebody that's infiltrated somewhere else that's not really a mole because it's not somebody you wouldn't expect it doesn't work that way for those pretty much you know the entire time for a mole it's a twist there's a couple of uh, um, major subplots that revolve around David Palmer which we completely skipped about talking about throughout the main plot of season one. The first one is that Keith, his son, is charged, is about to be charged with murder. Um, his sister, or you know, Palmer's daughter, Nicole, was raped and uh, not long after that, the rapist was killed and uh, they said that it was Keith that did it. And throughout the season you find out, okay, it's an accident, but he hit it anyways, and that doesn't look good, especially for a presidential candidate. And every single time David Palmer's like, let me tell the press this, let me, let me explain it, because I'm an honest man. He, he's thwarted by literally everybody on his team. I said, no, you're not going to make it into office if you say the, tell the truth. You have to be a liar, like every other politician around you. And he said, no, no, no. It, he eventually was blackmailed into keeping it a secret. That's when Keith uh, was able to uh, blackmail. I don't know. He's some kind of PR guy. I don't know what he's. Some kind doing. of yeah, some kind of PR guy uh, yeah, that used to work on Palmer's team, Strat like a strategist. Yeah, he used to work on Palmer's team, but he was fired from by Palmer because he didn't like his methods of doing things. And he he uh, Keith recorded a conversation proving that this guy you know, killed his therapist uh, because his therapist was about to leak it to the press what uh, what Keith did those all those years ago. And that recording kind of proved a little bit of Keith's innocence in the whole ordeal, uh, but kept looking bad because everything kept on getting hidden. Eventually, they do come out and tell the truth about it because uh, they, they got that tape. Even though Sherry tried to uh, destroy the tape, Palmer was able to make uh, gave her the wrong copy just to see what she would do with it. Um, and then he used the real tape and then told the press about it. I don't know what happened to Keith after that, though. I don't even remember if it even tells us what happens. I don't think he goes to prison. And even if he did, uh, no, I Palmer don't. would go into president and pardon him, right? Yeah. But I don't think he actually would. I think he believes in the justice system and would have had his son keep on doing what he was doing. Um, also with Palmer was Sherry. Uh, Sherry, his wife, 
uh, cared nothing more than to make it to the White House. And the, so she was not scared to literally do anything that she had to do to secure her place in the White House, which involved making her husband look bad by cheating. Or at least she tried to have that happen, but he caught it right away. Uh, she tried, with it, beyond his uh, explicit orders not to tell the press that he's actually alive, she did it anyways. And she did all this thing because... She, she was doing it for him. No, she was doing it for her. But she, she kept on saying, you know, I'm doing it for you, I'm doing it for you. When in fact, she was doing it for herself. All she wanted to do was get into that White House. And Palmer saw right through her, and he, he told her right up front, he said, Somewhere along the lines, you lost yourself, you forgot what it means to be uh, a, a parent, a friend, a wife, and uh, after today, I don't want to see you anymore. I mean, oh. he went from Angry Bear, being fully in love with this woman, until 24 hours later, literally saying, pretty much, you know, let's get a divorce, you know, let's separate. And then he had his security, you know, push her aside because he's got, you know, power like that. A couple of things actually happened on the show. What do you think was actually the worst, or not worst, just stupidest thing that happened on the show? Stupidest? Yeah, like it didn't actually need to be in there, but it just kind of felt filler. If it was filler, I probably am not going to think of it because it was unimportant. <laughs> well, it, well, I hear here. I think the worst thing, the the stupidest thing in this season was when Terry randomly got amnesia for a couple of hours. Okay. I it wasn't entirely needed. Yeah. Like, she sees Kim, she thinks she sees Kim blow up. And she's so shocked that she gets amnesia. I understand her getting amnesia, but it does, it is a little... It, it's like it's, that it just goes it, away right away. Like it's just there to prolong a certain story. And it really didn't need to be there. I think it actually slowed things down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I think for the most part people think this is the mountain lion of the first season. Yeah. Is her amnesia. Um... Other than that, I would say, uh, what was it? The, um, the fact that Kim gets taken hostage three times in a single day is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> just, just the basic idea. This I'm, woman, I'm this right girl, can't do anything right. Actually, this, that idea kind of goes through like four or five seasons. No, not that much. She's in four or five seasons. Yeah, but she doesn't get taken care capture every season. No, she's not taking capture. I'm saying she doesn't ever make the right decisions. That's what I'm saying. That's. Eh, I wouldn't say that. She had one line in this season which I was like, that's probably the best thing she ever says in the entire series. But, okay, the show this, this, this season in general is the most, like we said before, is the most personal yeah. out, of all the, out of all the seasons, the whole series. Um, which is a really good thing. It's uh, actually very, very well done. The first episode you see, if you've ever actually seen 24, and you'll say, this feels like a movie. Because it's quality, it's, uh, everything is amazing, and yet this is the first season. The seasons after this kind of uh, 
get better with quality and uh, and all that uh, but as far as personal goes it's not as personal I think they tried to keep it personal in the second season uh, with Kim um, and that uh, girl she was babysitting and the father and we'll get into that they did a good job but um, second season is first, a lot of people's favorite first season does a good job of setting up all the characters which is important for making a show that's going to last a while uh, I was actually I, I've seen the season two or three times now or maybe even more than that uh, but I'm actually still really impressed with the season even though I don't think it's the best season out of the series uh, I think there are elements of the first season that are definitely better than any of the others but I think as a whole, I think some of the other seasons are actually um, well put together more as far as terrorist plots go. This was a weird terrorist plot. It was all personal. It's not really a terrorist plot. It was terrorist because they were going after a senator. That's not terrorism. That's just... It's political. Yeah, but political doesn't make it terrorism. Terrorism is about fear. It's about uh, attacking people. No, uh, that that that's not that does not make it terrorism. Terrorism is when you uh, attack people for a political bonus, but it's also to make people afraid of you. And keep in mind that Kiefer's awesome in this season, but from now on and probably just because you know Terry was killed especially by someone who was really close to him that the rest of the series his personality degrades he's he he loses more and more of his humanity every season and you can definitely see that and I wonder what that means for live another day he could have either gotten worse or better by that point uh, I think it'll be better it, it could be better but at the same time at the very end of the series you, you remember what happened he was on his own, and I can't see how well that would do. Could work out really well. That's the first season of 24. The, in two weeks, on uh, February 17th, uh, we will release uh, our podcast on the second season, uh, day two. And no, uh, it was funny because the, the second season, uh, there was always speculation on where it was going to go because we still were left not knowing what Nina, who Nina really worked for, and we never find that out. I'm not sure. I don't think we ever do. I think we find out something. But, um... I think Jack kills her just because he, he doesn't care anymore. Or something like that. Right. But that, that... There's plenty of Nina time before that happens. Right. Anyway, um... In the beginning, they were originally going to do another day after this, and I, I'm not sure if that was originally the plan. If... Or if they simply were going to continue on after the first act and make a second season that would be the second act. Like if maybe that was what they're talking about. I think the original plan after the full 24 episodes when people were starting to talk and people were, and then the writers were starting to write season two. A lot of people were wondering if this would take place the day after the first day. It makes sense. It would be like if there were seven seasons total, it would be a week, right? But then you got to think. When's anybody ever going to sleep? Yeah, I don't think that would work at all. 
I, I mean, you could the, start it off eight that, hours later. The only way that would have worked is if the first season was just 13 episodes, you know, and then the other season, the second season would be the next 13 episodes or whatever. That, that, then a consecutive, like, time period would have worked just fine. But the way, if it's the entire season is 24 episodes, it's not going to work. But, you know, it could work. Live another day. Live Another Day will probably be what they originally wanted for season one. The, the season one was thirteen, but it'll be twelve. Um, the every season has a, a special act format where um, you're watching the first act, and at the end of the yeah, first, I don't care too much about that. When, when you're at the end of the first act, you can know it's the end of the first act too, because I remember actually watching live TV, and you're like, wait a second. I know there's some unanswered questions here, but I just never thought I of can't it. see it going for a whole other twelve hours. That's insane. Yeah, uh, see, when I'm watching, I don't think of it as acts. I don't think about it that way. I just think of it's kind of like um, prison break in the sense that okay, we've gotten to this point where it seems like there's nothing else that can happen, and then suddenly they blow your mind with bringing out something new that that can happen. I don't really think of it as a structure. I just watch it, you know, as a story, but... A lot of things, movies, TV show, they all have acts. A lot I know, of them but do. I think that loses the immersion if you think about it that way. I just like to think of... I just like to watch it as a story. If you focus too much on that stuff, it kind of ruins it a little bit for me. <laughs> well, no, it, is, it really is split in to, to I know, you but can I tell just, the difference. But there's no point. If you just watch it as a story, then it's more... It's more. It feels better that way. Anyways, live another day. Like we'll probably do on making all those things. Uh, live another day. We'll probably do the same thing as season one did, as in terms of just having one act and that be it. Um, I have no idea how the time format goes. I know that the first two episodes, for certain, starts at noon, and there is it. It is one hour, and, and then the next hour. That's all I know. It's not like it's skipping an hour and going to to like an hour later, like I heard might do. It's literally one hour than the next. And I don't know, like the whole the whole series, uh, a whole season of Live Another Day would be hour after hour because that would just be 12, not 24. Yeah, but 24 was originally going to be 13 episodes, so what does that matter? Well, they wanted 24 episodes and they were playing it by ear. Uh, they were probably pretty sure that it would go as uh, far as 24 episodes, but uh, it's... I don't think they were. They weren't planning for 13 episodes. They were planning for 24 from the start. I don't the think so. The TV was like... When I'm you... almost, the TV producer's like, okay, we'll see how it goes. Let me give you 13 episodes. And as far as it goes, and they're like, ooh, this is good. Let's give you the full 24. I don't think that's how it goes. It was. That's what they were originally planning. Because when you create a TV show, you go into it assuming you'll only get 13. You cannot assume you'll get more. You That's to. why there's one act right here. I know, but you cannot... That was just in case it didn't go on further. You can't go in hoping you'll get more because you can't... Because then your story will suffer. Unless the, this was where they were initially planning to end it with a save of Kim and Terry. I know, and that's why I think it, it was it always would, planned to Then be. why would it be called 24? Because it's, it's just... It doesn't make sense unless it would have the whole 24 hours. 
24 does not necessarily mean 24 hours. That's what the show's about. It's just a, the 24-hour clock. The is basically after a, after the first 13 episodes, Jack Bauer probably would have been awake for over 24 hours. There you go. <laughs> That's stupid. Now they were planning for 24 episodes from the start. They were only given 13 to start with, just like a whole lot of other shows. So like Arrow started with however many. It's just that most shows have to start with 13 episodes to start with to see how it goes. Because nobody knew how good it would do. This is a new project. I've seen, this is I've a seen new plenty thing. of shows start with 22 episodes planned. I've never seen a single one. I've seen tons of them. It's just, I don't, I can't see them. You can't go in and say, this is 24 because we're going to have 24 episodes when those 24 episodes aren't guaranteed. I can't see them saying that's why they called it. I can see it doing that just because that's what they wanted to do. It's like, this is our plan, but we aren't allowed that quite yet. We need to see how good it goes first. Then don't call it 24. You can't call it something else if it's going to end up getting renewed for, 20, uh, for the full 24. When you you have to assume it's going to get canceled. That's how... That's, that's how TV series are almost always created. Well, I like them for assuming that they'll be awesome and get a full 24. Yeah, people assume their show is going to be awesome, but awesomeness isn't what makes a show stay. It's viewers. <laughs> awesomeness is the is what keeps viewers. Uh, that's not necessarily true. You get you get a lot of crappy shows that have a lot of good viewers. So, uh, next season I think is like a year later. It's supposed it's like to take a, place. I think it's a year and a half. Give us a shout out. Uh, comment on our stuff. Comment on our podcast. Um, Podomatic. On our WordPress. On our Facebook. Follow us on all three of those. We have a Twitter too. Which we like to uh, tweet with. So check that out. Follow us on Is that. Is that what you do with a Twitter? Yep. We like to tweet. We like to tweet tweet. Uh, and we don't just tweet uh, for 24 or other shows. We like to uh, just tweet whatever, um, whatever TV shows on right then. So if you if you're following TV, current TV, you might find that fun. So check that out and uh, email some us. <laughs> Stop it. There ain't, yeah. no, there ain't no such thing. All right, all right. I'm Dave, the CTU agent. I am Andy, the analyst. That's right, and Tim Bot's dead. Peace out! Who asked? Okay.